Right on, this is Jeffrey Hipschman with Mountain Man Nutrition, coming to you from the foothills in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I got me a, uh, a Bulletproof coffee here, and also sipping on some water. Um, the, <clears throat> the trick is here is uh, for every eight ounce glass of uh, coffee, um, I try to drink uh, about 16 ounces of water to stay hydrated. And that's not included my normal uh, uh, three liters of water I drink. Um, we're high elevation here in Denver, Colorado, and uh, it takes a little bit extra water because it's a high desert. And I definitely want to stay hydrated. Our body function, every single cell in our body, every single function in our body requires a lot of water. So we want to drink a lot of water uh, throughout the day, not chugging it all day long. So we try to sip all day long. Um, so welcome back. This is podcast number seven. It's been an interesting ride to get number seven done because last week I had a great guest on and uh, it took a two or three weeks to get this guest going uh, and then to set up the time and the date, very busy. And I did a recording and I had a backup. Uh, guess what? The backup didn't work uh, and the recording um, uh, didn't upload. Um, there was a problem with my Safari and uh, Anchor uh, FM, that FM's uh, issue, and uh, it just, there was some kind of uh, issue, and they could not save my recording. Um, and actually, what happened is I record another one the next day, um, and that one I had the same issue. Um, and so now I've switched gears. I'm still doing the Anchor and finding out. Um, because they tell me they have the issue fixed, but I'm also going back to GarageBand and recording everything on GarageBand. Uh, and then uh, for my YouTube channel, I'm just going to restart uh, recording uh, video on all my podcasts. Um, and especially if I have guests, it'd be cool to have both of them going. Um, so I have not only uh, my recording, but I have a backup and then I have an, a video backup as well that I can download the audio for. So hopefully, um, if everything goes crazy... Um, I'll still be able to uh, uh, have this podcast going. It's a learning process, folks. You know, I was uh, pretty bummed out when it all happened. Uh, but, uh, you know, what to do? You got to keep moving on. You got to keep doing. You got to keep trying. And, and we learn as we go. I remember my phone rang. And uh, uh, <laughs> that was unexpected. I forgot to turn it off. So now I just turn the, the thing off on my phone. Uh, and uh, it, it all works out well. So I got a cool quote um, uh, that I wanted to read, and I put put this on my Facebook too in a, a couple places, but this is by Max Planck, who is a German uh, uh, psychiatrist. He's a Nobel Prize, Prize winner, and in 1949, uh, he came out with this, uh, this saying, and I think it, it really relates uh, to what we got going on in this paradigm. Uh, now, let me read it, and then I'll explain what I mean. The new scientific truth does not triumph by convincing its opponents, but rather because its opponents eventually die, and a new generation grows up that is familiar with it. So this uh, low-fat, um, high-carbohydrate paradigm that we've been living in um, that's been perpetrated on this false um, fraud that's been perpetrated on the uh, American public and now the world... Um, these people are, are starting to die off, and there's so much keto, low-carb, um, optimal nutrition, um, these type of uh, paleo, these type of um, um, lifestyles are springing up, 
and the new generation is figuring it out, I think. And uh, when this old generation of this uh, dies out and these new people come in, uh, it's going to be a whole new paradigm uh, when it comes to nutrition and how to live. And I think it, it all starts with uh, like one little podcast or one person going, okay, I want to sell um, these, these keto um, nutrient bars or these keto meals or um, let's, let's try a uh, cauliflower crusted pizza instead of, you know, using grains. You know, like these small little steps of eating healthier um, starts with grassroots, I think. So the more podcasts, the more blogs, the more people talking on YouTube, the more people showing their lifestyle um, using social media, I think is the new paradigm. Um, and and the businesses and these um, are going to be corporations in 10 years because it's the new paradigm. You know, you start a small business and you build it up and you build it up and you build it up. Um, and, and pretty soon it's, it's the new paradigm. And I think a lot of the society is really turning around, um, to help other people. You know, of course, uh, it's great to make money. You got to make a living. Um, um, but also, you know, if you can help people along the way and you genuinely care about people, um, that's going to, uh, resonate with people, you know, instead of just wanting to make money, um, <clears throat> oil companies, uh, pharmaceuticals, you know, uh, <laughs> processed food companies just wanting to make money. Um, I think small businesses that grow up um, and help others, you know, because most of the time, like myself, um, I had type 2 diabetes and have seen my sugars plummet, seen my uh, digestion get uh, way better. Um, and it's a process and it's a struggle. And um, one of the things that helps me do this is helping other people. If I can use my life as an example um, and help other people, it's gonna, it, it helps me because it keeps me in integrity. You know, I can't be um, eating cookies and chocolate cake um, every single day if I'm telling other people that, hey, that's the wrong lifestyle. So it, it's really helped me. Um, develop uh, some better integrity around my food and my eating disorders and my food addiction, things like this. And I got to quit saying um so much. You know, I'm really paying attention to how I deliver this message and um is not uh, the best way. So it's, I guess you get better at what you do. So I'm being present to how much I'm saying um and it's a lot today. So back to uh, being in integrity. Uh, I'm not perfect just like you're not perfect and we want to do the best we can and keep striving forward and get better at our food. So one thing I am really good at is digestion. My digestion is 500 times better than it used to be. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I think this, the, the way to fight type 2 diabetes, the way to fight Alzheimer's, uh, inflammation, um, uh, lots of these chronic illnesses, leaky gut, and all the uh, autoimmune diseases that come from and stem from leaky gut is these new lifestyles of uh, paleo, keto, low carb. Um, <clears throat> there's a thousand different names for them, and there's actually a thousand different paleo, a thousand different ways to tweak the keto diet, um, primal diet, um, carnivore. Like these all lifestyles can really work for you based on your bio individuality. So you got to pick and choose and figure out exactly 
what works best for you. And I actually absolutely recommend you get help with tweaking it until you become really expert in dialing in um, your nutrition. But all of these lifestyles are fantastic for fighting all these diseases, especially type 2 diabetes. But you're going to have a lot of struggles and a lot of issues if your digestion sucks. And that's plain and simple. If you can't upregulate uh, the minerals in all these uh, vitamins and the fats um, that you're putting in your body, if your body can't utilize them because of digestion issues, then you're, you're spinning your wheels. You know, if your gallbladder isn't kicking out bile to digest and help digest and break down the fats that you're wanting your body to use in your muscles, the fatty acids for your muscles, and for your liver to produce the ketones, if you can't digest those fats, then you're not going to produce um, a lot of ketones, or you're not going to, your muscles aren't going to be able to use these fatty acids because the food can't get broke, broken down. So you see where I'm going with this, right? And if, if you eat a lot of healthy whole grains or healthy fruits and vegetables and your and meats and your body can't get the protein out of it or you or the minerals or whatever then you're gonna you're gonna struggle um so we're gonna go over digestion a little bit because we want everybody's digestion really to be dialed in and focused that way we can utilize um the food that we're putting in our body so uh first thing i want to talk to you about is is digestion is a, a north to south process and I've really noticed in myself that my salivase, my saliva, uh, is 500 times better than it used to be. Um, I take some lozenges and vitamins that you know sit under your tongue and dissolve. Um, and it used to take me 30 minutes to dissolve, uh, dissolve in my mouth. And now uh, it's like five minutes and this thing is dissolved. And I am astounded. And I'm really clear that my saliva, for some reason, with the nutrients I put in my body and through this lifestyle, has become way better. So uh, digestion obviously starts in the brain, but um, when you put the food in your mouth and you start chewing, uh, this is really where the process is, is kicks in. And if your salivase is really strong and kicking butt and it's doing everything, and get it, 98% of every, uh, your sal saliva is water, but that those special nutrients in there um, that break down everything, you know, uh, if they're kicking in, you're going to dissolve, uh, for instance, the vegetables, your carbohydrates in your vegetables starts dissolving right there in your mouth. Um, and you're going to be able to um, break down stuff even better. So it's a great start for myself um, that I've noticed to have strong salivates. And I didn't always have that. And it's just something I've noticed over the last six months that's really um, actually, four months, let's say, has really kicked in uh, for myself. So uh, when, you, when you eat, now this is super important because this is one of the biggest things that I struggle with as well, is being relaxed, taking the time uh, to chew the food. Because if we're spun up, running around, um, nervous, excited, hyper, your body uh, doesn't digest food very well. Right. If you sit down and relax and say thanks for the food in whatever way that it works for you, um, it is your digestion works 500 times better. It's uh, the difference between in the, being in a sympathetic and parasympathetic state. 
and you want to be relaxed um, so your digestion will work. So my biggest struggle is at work, um, there's no time to sit down and relax. So typically, um, I got to put in my mouth on the fly or eat standing up, which is absolutely not good for my digestion. And uh, I, I just haven't figured out a way around it yet other than saying thanks for my food, breathing in and out uh, while I eat. But most of the time, it's it's a munch here. It's a, it's a piece of celery here. Um, or, you know, prep out a salad and go slam that salad down or um, eat some avocado and bacon um, on the fly. So I really, really, this is my biggest struggle is the eating uh, at work uh, uh, relaxed. Um, and as a father and a parent, you know, and I cook a lot of the food at home for the kids, uh, how many people out there really can relate to uh, eating at the stove while you're feeding the other kids? You know, you eat while you're cooking, uh, to get the kids' food ready, or uh, how about this? You just eat whatever they don't eat. You know, <laughs> leftovers. You just, you know, stand in the kitchen, clean up, and finish your meal standing up after they've eaten. You know, or how many people eat in the car or eat in front of the TV every day? Um, all these are um, digestion inhibitors. You know, you want to uh, be able to somehow make yourself sit down and eat and relax um, and enjoy. Uh, the moment because your digestion will work um, a lot, lot better. And so that's my um, sit down and relax uh, tip <laughs> for the day because it's super important. And if you can chew your food for 20 to 30 times, um, every food you put in your mouth, it's going to help. At home, I really, really try to put my fork down in between every meal and really focus on that. Um, put my fork down, chew it talk a little bit, pick my feet back up, and try to take a longer time. So that's a, a, a little tip that works for me um, when I can do it. And it's a struggle, I'll have to admit it. And hopefully um, some of you can maybe try to implement that and um, let me know how it works for you and the differences that you see by sitting down and relaxing and eating. And it's difficult. I get it, moms out there and dads out there um, especially have trouble with it. But, you know, uh, it can be done. You just have to make it a priority. So uh, let's go right down to stomach and your stomach acid. This is an interesting conversation uh, because there's so many uh, type 2 diabetes, especially in people out there with GERD or heartburn or um, what they think is not enough stomach or too much stomach acid and, they, and their esophagus gets, gets burned. And people don't understand um, that this stuff, because they're taking so many pills, over-the-counter pills or prescription and it's, uh, it's not, how many people out there, let's ask you this question, how many people out there who got a prescription or decided to start taking, say, Prilosec or Tums or what have you, uh, how many people actually got a stomach acid test when they were prescribed or decided taking these acid inhibitors? Anybody out there actually uh, asked their doctor or their doctor said, hey, let's test your stomach acid um, and find out the level. I'm going to say very few to none of you um, took a stomach acid test. And I think this is super uh, important and a big issue because there's uh, tons of prescription out there. It's a multi-million dollar business to stop your stomach acid because you're told that you have too much. That's why you get GERD. And this is absolutely not true. Very few people have too much. Most of us, including myself, have too little stomach acid. So, well, let's talk about that. 
what happens? So when we eat proteins and fats and carbohydrates and we don't have enough stomach acid, the, this food sits in our belly. And our belly works, our stomach works like it, it, the stomach acid kicks into production and it gets really, really acidic. And then pepsin comes in and, and different chemicals comes in and then drops the acidity. And then at the end, when your food is digested, it's able to leave and go into your small intestine. So that's the mechanism. It has to get really high acid to break down the food, and then it gets really low and then um, uh, moves into your small intestine. This is the process. So what happens if you don't have enough stomach acid, uh, it can't get really, really high. Your stomach acid stays very low. Of course, there's some in there, but it's low. And what happens is you know, things start fermenting and rotting and uh, get putrefied. And it sits in there and it gases out and grows and expands and has more gas. And pretty soon, uh, this acid gets blown out of the top of your uh, esophagus and it burns your esophagus because your esophagus is not coated with the mucus that your stomach is, right? And so it burns. And so it's not because you have so much acid floating around in there and you eat and it splashes up and burns you. Most of the time, it's because there's not enough stomach acid in there to digest your food, and it takes for long, too long of a time to digest, um, and all this stuff blows out of the top. And then, if you don't have uh, enough stomach acid anyway, and this is happening, then you're taking Tums or Prilosec or, you know, whatever uh, medication you're taking for stomach acid, uh, now you're inhibiting it even more. So you're stopping it uh, from even producing acid or you're neutralizing it before it can even get big. And sure, it solves this acid problem, but it's causing a host of issues down the line, including your stomach can't um, break down the food, so it can't upregulate uh, these vitamins and minerals um, that you've put in your body. You've eaten a bunch of delicious whole foods that are, you know, some grass-fed beef and some... Um, collard greens and some asparagus and broccoli and your body can't get any of the minerals out of it because it can't break down the food because you've stopped it by uh, stopping the stomach acid. And so uh, this is a big issue. And then later on, because this undigested food goes into your small intestine, there's a host of issues that we can talk about there too. So stopping the stomach acid from working um, is not a good, good thing. Plus, Let's say you get some bacteria or fungus or E. coli or something in your stomach and you don't have enough stomach acid for it to break it, that down and destroy it and kill it and use it as another protein, um, you could potentially get sick, right? We've seen people get sick from um, food poisoning or whatever, and, and a lot of that is because there's not enough stomach acid in your stomach to kill that. Um, and that's the, your first line of protection is stomach acid. For anything you put in your mouth, it just destroys the, the, the crap out of everything and eats it up and it won't affect you and you won't get sick. But if you don't have enough stomach acid um, in there and you eat something with a little iffy um, or get some something in there, um, you got no defense. So it's very, very important um, that we have um, stomach acid at an adequate level that's working adequately right off the bat. <clears throat> So let's go into the small intestine. So uh, our food moves into the small intestine and uh, uh, the fats in there um, get eaten up by bile, right? So guess what, guys? Your <laughs> what happens if you're on this low-fat, 
high carb diet for two years, 10 years, 20, 30 years, your uh, gallbladder may not be working that well. So uh, this bile, your liver produces bile by, from fat, by the way, from fatty acids. It'll take fatty acids that uh, your small intestine digests, digests and makes bile. And then this bile will get squeezed out of your gallbladder when you eat fat and it'll dissolve that fat. And so your liver can make more bile. Uh, also, um, your body can use this, all these, uh, this fat, all these fatty acids that are, by the way, essential to your body. You have to have fat in your body um, to live, right? It's, it's essential. Uh, there, you have to eat it. Right, so I just want to make that clear. Um, so if if you haven't been eating fat for a long time, your body hasn't produced very good bile, and this bile has been sitting in your gallbladder forever, and it's gotten hard and crunchy and um, thick and gooey, and then when it squeezes out, very little comes out or no comes out, and then you have a lot of gallbladder issues, right? And how many people out there have had their gallbladder removed, where um, this was not necessary? We could have. Uh, Maybe got that gallbladder at some point working properly again by the right nutrients and the right, uh, um, you know, love for the gallbladder by putting certain uh, nutrients like beets into your system that would get that flowing again. So uh, here again, uh, you haven't used your gallbladder in a while because you're not eating fats, but now you're on this paleo or diet and you're shoving fat into your um, body and you, and you think it's going to help you but your gallbladder isn't working properly, so you can't digest these fats. And this is a big issue because it takes fat, obviously, to digest fat. So there's one issue. Now, if your liver um, hasn't had the love and nutrients and it's you've been eating processed carbs and Doritos and Oreo cookies forever, um, and your liver does 500 different things, uh, and one of them is its natural detoxification, um, and your liver's not naturally detoxing, uh, because it hasn't had any love and it's had all this stuff um, to detoxify, um, it's going to be an issue as well, you know. And how can you produce ketones? How can your liver produce ketones if it's not been nurtured? So, yeah, it can produce some and you'll see some ketone uh, production, but is it optimal? Is it really kicking in? Is it doing as best it can? Uh, I'm going to say probably not, uh, just because it's been overworked and brutalized. Um, by uh, a particular kind of diet and hasn't been nurtured. So you need to get this uh, your liver nurtured and, and um, um, give it the nutrients it needs to do what it naturally does. And I'm not talking about detoxification. That's a whole different ball game. And if you try to detox while your liver and your gallbladder and your digestion is messed up, you're in for a, a really bad time. So uh, you have to start by giving the liver the nutrients and uh, food that it needs um, while stop giving it extra work to do by processed carbohydrates and sugar um, to work properly, right? So this, this can be another issue. So now it's, um, get it's in your small intestine. You got all these large digested, undigested foods from your stomach in your small intestine now. And what happens? So uh, we've all started to hear about leaky gut, but what is leaky gut? And this is the start of leaky gut, guys, is especially these carbohydrates or sugars or proteins. Um, what they do is they beat up your uh, uh, intestinal lining. There are, um, like, let's say it's mortar is the best one I've heard. Um, in between each cell, 
in your small intestine. And this, uh, in the food, when it gets digested properly, will go through the cells and then get distributed in the bloodstream in a proper, um, uh, very functional, great way so your body can utilize it. But what happens is when this mortar gets beat up, um, it creates leaks um, right into the bloodstream. And then you have sugar, undigested sugar, undigested proteins and all foods going into the bloodstream where this mortar is destroyed. Also E. pylori or fungus, different things can also um, uh, create holes in your gut lining um, where all this undigested food moves into your bloodstream. And what happens is your body freaks out. Um, your immune system goes bonkers. Like, what is all these large things in my blood system? Let's attack it because it shouldn't be here. So it attacks um, uh, all these large proteins and sugars and different things in your body. And this is uh, the start of autoimmune disease. Yeah. Also, um, uh, food allergies. You know, if you start getting allergic to eggs and beef and buffalo and um, different things like this, uh, it's it's a lot to do with leaky gut and your body um, we're seeing that this stuff shouldn't be there and so we're now we're creating uh, uh, food allergies um, and food sensitivities from these actions yeah so also uh, this your body autoimmune disease will start attacking itself um, because it gets all confused and all messed up and this is a whole um, host of issues that can happen because we've seen autoimmune disease rise um, just like type 2 diabetes and Alzheimer's and all this stuff, it's, it's, it's rising crazily. And this is the cause of it is our digestion is not working properly. So now this food moves, undigested food moves into the small intestine. And a lot of times uh, fungus can start growing in yeast and um, get stuck in your ileocecal valve, you know, right at the bottom where the uh, small intestine meets large intestine, things get stuck and it gets clogged and it gets difficult um, to manage and you get pain there. Um, and then uh, the large intestine takes it, your colon takes all this undigested food and this can cause uh, a lot of issues with diarrhea or constipation because it's undigested. You get diarrhea because all this food's clogged up in there, all these undigested foods and your body has to liquefy everything um, to get around all the undigested food that won't move anywhere. So now you got you go from having um, disaster pants to having constipation when this stuff finally moves to disaster pants to constipation or uh, one or the other. Yeah, because all this undigested food just doesn't want to go anywhere, um, and your body can't do anything with it um, for a long time. So um, again, we're talking about this because we want to live the optimal health. Um, especially when we're fighting two, type 2 diabetes, right? And we want to be able to upregulate all these awesome nutrients in our body, all these vitamins and these fat-soluble vitamins, water-soluble vitamins, fats, um, minerals that we're eating. But if our digestive system isn't working, we can't upregulate it. And this is causing uh, a whole lot of problems, you know, everything from uh, not having a good, as good eyesight, to a host of, you know, if you can't get vitamin B to your, your, your blood cells or vitamin D to your, all your cells, you're, you're just not going to function properly. So it's very, very important to focus on your digestion first. I'm not saying don't do keto or don't do um, uh, paleo until you get your digestive system 
digestive system working properly, but you want to certainly focus on this and be present to the fact that you need to get your digestive system working alongside um, uh, leading, eating a low-carb lifestyle. So um, there's uh, plenty of uh, uh, nutrient-dense foods out there and uh, things that you can do to help this system along. I totally recommend um, uh, prebiotics and probiotics. Everybody knows what a probiotics is. Yeah, they're, they're different uh, uh, microorganisms that are already in our stomach that we can eat more of or take uh, more of um, to help our digestion right along. And um, I try to take, I take a biotics. Um, it's, it's a line of uh, um, supplements that I use and uh, also use for my clients. But it's uh, the one I take is seven different strains, um, which I think is important because you don't want just one or two strains um, that you're feeding because you don't want to get an overload of a particular strain. So a multi, because each strain does different things for your body, eats different things, utilizes different things, produces different chemicals in your body that your body needs. You know, for example, 80% uh, of your immune system is created by uh, the microbiome in your stomach. So very, very important, yeah? So uh, I want to take seven or eight different strains, and, and um, the one I have has seven different strains of uh, microbiome in it, which is, uh, uh, I think, a good, good way to go. So prebiotics, what is that? Well, prebiotics is what the uh, probiotics eat to be healthy. You know, and this is uh, fermented food, kombucha, um, I make uh, homemade uh, fermented red onions, sauerkraut, kimchi, uh, things of this nature, yogurt, um, uh, prebiotics to feed your microbiome is very, very important. So this is what we want to do. Very, very important to feed your microbiome to make them healthy, I think. So when you're doing this low-keto, low-carb uh, lifestyle, keto lifestyle, and you're really not eating a whole lot of carbohydrates because you want to stay under 20 or 30 um, grams of uh, protein a day, I, I would tend to look at what those carbs are. Are you eating broccoli? Pretty good idea. Can you eat fermented broccoli? Ooh, good idea. Can you eat fermented tomato uh, uh, sauce with your uh, ground sausage? You know, of course, you're not going to do noodles, but make a, make a tomato... Uh, sauce using fermented uh, tomatoes uh, would be a fantastic idea um, with your ground sausage. You know, your ground sausage is amazing. So I try to do that. I have it in my refrigerator now, fermented tomato. I, I make it uh, every time I run out. And uh, um, I use whey, homemade whey, um, which I make from raw either goat milk or raw um, cow's milk. So I uh, let it sit out for three days. This is cooking tip for the day. Let your uh, raw, buy raw, guys. Um, oh, hey, what do you mean? Raw is illegal in your state? Not a problem. Go to your local high-end pet food store. And uh, they will have, for your dogs or cats or your animals, raw goat milk or raw uh, milk there, or both, for you in the freezer section. And you can just thaw it out. Um, and uh, all those microbes in there is extremely healthy for you, especially if you've taken antibiotics. 
you know, go on uh, and you've killed a lot of your gut bacteria, by the way, if you take any antibiotics. So eat, a, eat and drink or make some raw goat cheese. Um, drink raw goat milk, make some raw goat yogurt from this raw because this has tons of microbiomes and it got a lot of great healthy bacteria in it and you can help to replenish your um, gut bacteria by eating raw, right? And this is very important. So what I do is I take, let's say I get my raw goat milk and I put it in a mason jar and let it sit up in the cabinet at room temperature for about three days and it'll all separate out. Then I'll take uh, some cheesecloth or an almond uh, um, cheesecloth bag. You know, Everybody's seen those uh, um, little bags that you can make almond milk with or whatever. Just use that. Put in your mason jar, dump your uh, split goat milk or raw milk uh, um cheese into it right and let it strain the cheese will sit at the top and all your whey will go to the bottom right so you can use this uh, uh cheese at the top after a day of in the refrigerator as a goat cheese or fresh fresh cheese or use it as a sour cream it's it's absolutely delicious and it's got a lot of bacteria in it it's completely healthy for you and it's very good it's raw cheese it's delicious the longer you sit it the longer it'll get hard the harder your cheese you have right i like mine fresh but the whey Underneath, the liquid underneath is called whey, right? So you can use this to ferment um, and add to your ferments. So um, you, let's say you take your tomatoes and your red onions and separate them into mason jars and you fill them up with uh, uh, three quarters of whey with water and then add a quarter uh, cup of uh, this whey to it and some salt and then put the lid on it. Make sure there's a, a good inch at the top for the gases to release and then you let it sit out for three days. Yeah, and then you refrigerate it and it's ready to go. This is an old school traditional way of fermenting. Using whey, um, letting it sit out and ferment and grow and, and be awesome. And then use it in your salads. I love red onions fermented in my salads. Tomatoes um, grind up or just make tomato sauce homemade and then ferment it. Perfectly fine um, for, your, uh, for your sausages or anything you want to use red sauce. Use it for red pizza sauce if you make a cheese you know crust pizza or or whatever you're going to do um it's a great way to provide prebiotics to your body you know sauerkraut same way uh, pickled carrots or um, homemade pickles same way take your little cucumbers slice them up put them in there with some uh, pickling seasoning if you like some salt uh, a little water and throw some whey in there and let it sit out for three or four days then refrigerate it and it's delicious you'll you'll be amazed and how much fun it is to make your own um, food. You know, make your own pickles, make your own uh, sauerkraut. It's absolutely awesome. So I highly recommend um, uh, picking up, uh, and I've talked about this on podcasts before, um, is Nourishing Traditions uh, Cookbook is a fantastic one to start with, right? So right on. Okay, so we had our digestion talk today. Um, Got to recommend keeping your digestion healthy, guys. So also, I need you to send in some questions because we're going to do a question and answer podcast. I'm going to get my wife involved, um, our Arisha, to ask me some questions that you send in um, via email, um, jhipschman, H-E-U-B-S-C-H-M-A-N, at gmail.com, or get on my website at uh, www.nutritionmountainman.com. Ask question there on my Facebook page, uh, Jeffrey Hipschman, or on the Mountain Man Nutrition Facebook page. Um, just ask away, ask any questions you might have about keto, 
uh, nutrition, optimal health, digestion, um, any kind of uh, uh, thing about type 2 diabetes, um, hormones, um, whatever kind of questions you might have um, about some stories or whatever, um, and I will ask them uh, on my next podcast and try to answer them um, best to my knowledge, and we will uh, go from there. I think it's a cool um, uh, question and answer uh, podcast is going to be the next one, so that's going to be cool. And then we have some more guests coming up. I have a guest on the 4th of July scheduled. Also, I have a guest scheduled uh, June 27th um, coming up, so we got some cool guests coming up. Um, some people who have been successful with uh, defeating their type 2 diabetes. Also an exercise um, nutritionist with uh, um, a fitness coach coming on. And then we're going to have a, um, I'm working on a, getting a yoga coaching on the air. And some, maybe some more NTPs uh, other than uh, myself. So uh, I really appreciate uh, your listening. Uh, if you're on iTunes, uh, give me a rating and uh Type in a, uh, uh, tell me what you think about it. Tell everybody else out there what you think of it because it helps people find the podcast. Um, and then tell your friends or send it to your friends and people who, family members who might have type 2 diabetes, they can really benefit from this conversation or contacting me. Um, I'd love to help in any way I can. Um, and the more people who, who can find this and find a guy like me who's fighting it and talking about it, if I can, if I can get my blood sugars down, you can get your blood sugars down. You know that's that's one hundred percent true. If I can do it, you can do it, and I've seen other people do it, so I know I can do it. Game on, right? So good wishes to you all, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.